When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Tim Wright here, along with Michael Gurian, the Wonder Parenting Podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. Got a great question today. I remember years ago, it's been years now, when my son Mike was in his early teens. And my wife said to me, why does my son hate me? Mm. And it was just the cry of a mom whose heart had been wounded by her son. And um, I put on my Michael Gurian hat, mm-hmm. gave her an answer. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because we're going to hear from the expert himself here in just a few moments. Um, but before we talk about how to be the mom to a teenage son, Michael, let's talk about our boys and some of the resources that can help boys in particular, because that's our topic for today. That would be the Forge School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost quite literally 14. It's for 14 to 17 year old boys. It's residential treatment. It's in Tennessee. Uh, great staff, uh, just at all levels, a great staff, uh, really great facility. And so boys who are going to go there are going to be boys who are having issues. So they could be depressed. They could have OCD. They could be struggling with something like that. They could be anxious. They could be having troubles in school, um, uh, have developmental trauma, Uh, those are the boys who are going to tend to go there. So if you know, anyone listening knows of a boy 14 to 17 who needs extra help, um, look up the Forge School, go to wonderparenting.com and you'll see the link to the Forge School. Also want to mention Dr. Greg Jantz. He and Michael wrote a book for the uh, faith-based community many years ago called Building a Boy by Design. Raising Boys Uh, by Design. Raising Boys by Design. And uh, so Greg has a real passion for boys and girls, for men and women, in terms of helping them uh, through some of the challenges that we can have in life. And he's at the center of Place of Hope up in the Seattle area and encourage you to check them out as well at wonderparenting.com. So here's our question for today. I recently had lunch with a group of other moms with boys ranging in age from 14 to 18. The common theme was it's hard to be the mom of an adolescent son since we often can't relate to them. As we were talking, your name, i.e. Michael's name, kept popping up in my mind. I was wondering if you could provide a presentation on the topic, how to be a good mom to a teenage boy, and if so, how much would you charge? Today, absolutely nothing. Free of charge. Uh, For me personally, it is is painful to feel disconnected from my 14-year-old son, who now wants more space to hang out with his friends without adult supervision. While I try to balance fun and safety for him, I got so much out of your presentation to the Cathedral School for Boys three years ago. I trust your advice, which is very, very nice. Mm, Um, Thank you. So, Michael, this is a a big topic. We could do one on how to be a dad to teenage girls, too, right? Oh, yeah. This one one seems to come up a bit more often, I think. Uh, Moms really wrestling with their boys and the way that boys sort of move into manhood. 
and where does mom fit in on all this? So yeah, go give us some insight. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear what, you know, you, you, you gave an answer. We can't lose that. I want to hear that. Uh, so it was really neat of her to write. And we, in fact, uh, have written her back and asked her if they want me to do a presentation to a number of moms there. And I, if they do, I will do it, you know, and I will yep. go into even more depth and we'll probably do it via zoom. Cause that's a, a way to do things now. Um, uh, because in a, partly because even in 25 minutes of a podcast, we're not going to cover it all. And I just want to give that caveat because we, and it's it's respectful of the mom and it's respectful of the family to say, okay, we're going to do everything we can in this 25 minutes, but we know it's bigger than this. All right. Yes. So some key points, some key points. One, the mom has to feel, uh, satisfied that the boy is safe that the boy is safe. So the mom's job to protect her child still doesn't go away just because he's individuating, just because he's become a teen, just because he's built, building his own self, becoming more independent. Um, so one thing I say to moms is I'm going to describe all these changes that I know you're going through and why you're going through them. Uh, but you still get to feel that he is safe. And even if you have to let go of him for all these reasons, to some extent that I'll describe, you still get to feel that he is safe. So if if you think he is using a lot of porn, it's well within your job still as a mom to go into his browser history. You know, obviously you would probably do that with the dad to go in and, and look because mm-hmm. you need him to be safe. So I don't want anything that I say here to negate the fact that a mom has a right to, to know that her teen boy is safe. Okay. So what's happening inside all of this, of course, is, is she's, in a way fearing she's losing him and um uh, and tim i just lost your picture are you still on yep i'm still on i'm just playing around with the video don't just you just keep going oh okay tim and i are learning this new uh well i'm experimenting and yeah this is fun so he's individuating it's really normal for her to have these feelings of uh like the other moms of confusion because he needs to individuate He needs to become independent. He needs to grow up. And part of how every child individuates is by separating from the attachment object. And the mom is, is the mom and the dad. I'm going to say that's the constellation, whatever is the constellation, those two people are going to be the primary attachment objects. Then there will be others. So, and then the mom has a particular relationship with her, her son of attachment. So part of what he has to do is individuate. That means he has to separate from her. And he still loves her. It's not about not loving her. He still loves her. They love each other. But he has to create a core self and a self that is separate from her. And that's individuation. And he, she knows that because he started that when he was a toddler. Every mom experienced that with their child, that their yeah. child individuated at somewhere time between two and three in that era. That was called the terrible twos or the terrific twos. What the child was doing was individuating, was separating from the attachment object. And of course, the child always comes back to the mom, loves the mom, separates, comes back, separates. And that is the rhythm of relationships. So so in in the teen years, a second reason the boy separates from mom is that he's not a girl, right? So he has to individuate. And this is this is a key point because in our society right now, a lot of our sons are not individuating toward fathers or individuating toward um, healthy males. So they're not separating from mom and then going into an initiation system or a fathering system or a male mentoring system in which those males are going to now do a lot of what mom was doing 
with this boy in the first 10 years or the first 12 years. She was probably the primary attachment object. Dad was also primary, I'm going to say, but we don't know the constellation. Um, but dad and these men have to become even more primary. And the mom needs to know, okay, my child is separating from me. And in fact, my son, this boy is separating from me. But here are these other people who are going to keep him out of danger, who are going to train him, skill build with him, develop his, his emotional self, do all these things that I was doing, that he's now separating from me because he wants to become a man and separate from me. And that is, that is the complex dynamic that these moms are involved in, I'm going mm -hmm. to, I believe, uh, based on the information we have, because it's the, complex, uh, it's the complex experience that every mother of every son has at some level. And some sons, like single moms of sons, will sometimes say to me, well, I, there were no other men there. So actually, my son stayed more attached to me. And and my attachment with his son is a little different than that. But then when I go deeper in with them, they'll go, and yet it's true. He did have to grow up. And I did have to let go of him to help him grow up and let him grow up. So there's going to be degrees and gradations of this. Uh, but every mom and son will go through it. And so that's the core dynamic. Uh, let me stop there. That's the core dynamic. And then you ask yeah. me where you want me to go. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hanna Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Yeah, so essentially when I was talking to Jan, I, I said that same thing, that Mike as a teenage boy, I has to individuate. I use that big word has mm -hmm. to individuate from you and in a sense, leave the world of the feminine to move into the world of the masculine. And it does, it's not that he doesn't love you. It's not that he hates you. He's just got to get out and start becoming a man. And that's going to mean sort of moving away from you for a while. He'll move back again, mm -hmm. but moving away a little bit. And course we did a, a thing on rites of passage on this podcast not too long ago how tribes and cultures would actually enact especially for our boys that move that movement away from the world of the feminine into the world of the masculine and we would actually ritualize it um and you're talking about how no we don't really necessarily have those ritualizations or rituals to help make that process official it just sort of it, it's going to happen for the most part and it's going to sort of happen. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. If, if moms aren't if moms aren't aware of what's going on, they are going to feel hurt and yep. they are going to feel rejected. What rejected what's Abandoned. what's going on? And this is and in the end this is all really good for her son. This is what her son needs to do to become a man and of course no mom is going to deny her son the ability to become a man, right? So they I think once moms understand this is a good thing, Okay, well, it's painful, but I know this has to happen. Um, 
So, uh, you know, and for my wife, it was, uh, you know, that was compounded by the fact that Mike was going through clinical depression at the time. So that didn't help. Oh yeah. Right. But, um, what are some things that, that moms can do in this period of time where the boy is moving really kind of out of the feminine world, moving into the masculine world, he's moving from dependence to independence. What are some of the proactive things moms can do to stay in touch with their sons without, uh, to use a, a son's word, maybe smothering me, right? Yeah, right. Right, which what is what things he'll they feel. Can do. Yeah. yeah, well, one thing is for her to understand the sort of enmeshment abandonment um, dynamic, mm-hmm. where where the son the son is going to feel enmeshed. Um, you said smothered, sort of like that. Yeah, is another word for that. Um, smothered, enmeshed. The son's going to feel that, let's say, and that's going to be part of what stimulates him to separate uh, right. from her. And then if the mom is in fact very enmeshing and smothering, then that's going to double down on it, and she's going to have even more trouble with him actually um, because she's overdoing the enmeshment and it's her own fear of abandonment. It's her own fear of rejection right. or her personality. She could have a personality disorder, whatever it is. She's, she's really over enmeshing him. So he's going to have to pull away harder and harder, which is going to be harder and harder. It's better for her to gradually let him go as he signals that he needs the individuation. Her son has clearly signaled that. So she lets him go what can she do proactively? Um, one, ritualize now the bonding. So create ritual bonding opportunities with him so that she keeps the bond. So she keeps the bond. So they're going to go to a uh, dinner and a movie once a week. That's a bonding thing. That's just going to mm. be individual time, mom and son. Or they're going to, you know, if he's in a sport, she's going to be the one who at least half the time goes to his sporting event. Uh, you know, a number of bonding rituals should get ritualized between them as she feels him pulling away so that she keeps the bond. And so she herself will feel the hormonology of the bond. She'll know she has still has the bond because they're going through these rituals and she won't feel as abandoned and they will be together. And during those rituals, he will share things with her. Things will happen for her that are really neat. And, and he'll feel like he came back to her for that moment, you know, and so she'll drink from that moment for the rest of the week because, you know, um, another thing proactive she can do is make sure this boy is now bonded with healthy men. Yes. Make sure he is bonded with healthy men. Uh, so, you know, two or three or four, whatever is available. Hopefully the father is in the picture. If the father is in the picture, um, uh, now the mom and the dad and the boy are talking about how dad's going to be taking over certain things now. And, and here, here they are. And so dad and the son are having these rituals and all of that. And it's going to be a conscious thing. Dad is going to be doing more. If the son has a very problematic relationship with the father or something that will invade that. So then, you know, we need to be looking at male coaches, you know, pastors, youth people, if they're in a church, et cetera, need to look at men because the other thing that will help her to feel better and that her son is safe is if he is bonded with these two or three men Uh, And maybe he has, by the way, an older brother who's four years older or something, you know, bonded with these people because they she'll know they're guiding him. Uh, So those are two things. Then a third thing is to use the good communication strategies for getting at his emotions now at 14. When he was 10, you know, or eight, uh, he would emote a lot for her. Uh, It's just, you know, he hasn't had all that pubertal brain development stuff that that makes it harder for guys to emote in the way moms like um, <clears throat> with as much frequency. So, so, but if she used certain strategies, like play a game with him or go for a run with him before she asks him a question about, 
his day or how he's feeling or did he did he feel rejected by his girlfriend or you know these sort of emotional stuff play a game do something physical to get his the, his cerebellum and the rest of his brain going so he can access the feelings um even a game of cards par- what's called parallel play do something with him while trying to get him to talk to her mm. so good um good male development communication skills so skills mm-hmm. that moms need to get the most out of a lot of these adolescent boys or or um if he's competitive or something, and if she knows how to play chess, play chess with him or, you know, play a video game with him for a while, do things and then do the emotions as part of the doing or following the doing. Um, And what that partly does, partly it's a brain thing where you're getting more of his emotive brain activated so he can respond to her with words that she wants. But also what the boy gets is, is he trusts her. He trusts her that she respects him, that she's no longer, making him sit down at the dining room table, looking him in the eye and going, okay, what did you feel today? Right. He, <laughs> he knows that she respects that he's evolving yep. more toward being who he is and that she respects how he emotes and that she's accommodating that. And, and she will find that he will emote, but if she keeps trying to relate to him in this emotive way that worked when he was eight, she may find it doesn't work anymore. And that, pushes him further away because every time she tries to dig into him, he feels smothered and what we call enmeshed. And then mm-hmm. he tries to pull further away. So uh, does that help? Yeah, I think that's great. And, and just for moms to know that a monosyllabic answer is not uh, a way of the boy saying, I don't want to talk to you. That may be the only answer that he has. And you'll what you're saying about boys needing activity to trigger the brain uh, to respond is really, really important. And what I hear you saying is find things to do with your son that your son wants to do. Yep. Uh-huh. That seems to be really crucial. Now, are there some signs that moms can look for to say, okay, something is wrong here. Um, I, I am losing my son or my son really is distanced from me and I'm not sure that this is good. What might be those things to look for? Yeah. So the one you're most, we would be most worried about is isolation. If he's isolating himself, um, if he's separating from her, but he has a whole bunch of other friends, good relations with dad, you know, et cetera, I wouldn't be worried about this isolation. It may feel like isolation to her, but what it is is separation from her. But isolation is, okay, so he's not connecting with mom. He's not connecting with dad slash male role models slash father figures, whoever those are. He's not connecting with them. He's he's pulling away from his friends. He's he, Or maybe the only time he relates to his friends is he texts someone or he does interact through the interactive video games. And that, by the way, is not enough. You know, that's mm-hmm. still that's still isolation. That's still him sitting in his room, only relating through a screen. We still consider that isolation or at least possibly worrisome. Uh, if he is if that's all he's doing and he's isolated from all these other people, from his family members, uh, from friendship groups, he stopped now playing. Let's say he played soccer. He stopped. So now he's not doesn't have that camaraderie. He used to play T-ball. Now he stopped, you know, or, or baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's isolation. And if these boys become isolated, that's when, you know, we really worry that they're going to, um, take their own lives, that they're getting significantly depressed, a depressive disorder, anxiety disorder, you know, that's where we really start looking. So the bottom line would be isolation. Uh, other things could be more hidden, but that's the one I would look for. 
And what about a mom's own heart care, self-care, soul care during this time? Because this is a major transition, right? This little boy who oftentimes just would cling to mom and now he's individuating. How does she sort of take care of herself, even though she's paying attention to her son, she's keeping the relationship as healthy as possible, but she's going to go through a change as well. He's not going to be that little boy who comes running to her anymore when he's hurting or he scraped his knee, he's going to become a man and he's going to be very different. How do moms prepare themselves for that? Well, the, the preparation is, uh, is in the understanding of it. And then they also set up, you know, they set up uh, like women's groups or their, their mm-hmm. friends, you know, their girlfriends, or they obviously could have male friends. Um, they have a friendship group and they rely more on the friendship group. They have their extended family. They rely more for emotional, uh, development outlay with these other people because so much of their emotive life was centered on the boy. Now the boy is separating. And so I need to have, as you're saying, these other assets that are going to help me fulfill my emotional life and with whom I can get mirroring, not only mirroring for me as a mom, Hey, I am a good mom. Actually, I am a good mom. Even though my son is separating from me, it's not a punishment of me. You know, I'm a good mom. It's just this is a stage of life, and I need I need people to help me and support me and mirror me and my feelings and know that I'm feeling these things and they're valid. Um, and and so finding these other people and starting to rely more on these other people is is really important. And I think I think at a kind of a natural level, people know this because they'll be really devoted to their kids. And then as their kids become teenagers, and the one that the one that I often hear people talk about is when their kids start to drive, they they realize, oh, the house is kind of <laughs> empty. I need to find those other relationships. And so they start, if they have not already, they reach out in their in their faith community or in their work community or you know, in their extended family or wherever it is. And and even though they have a really good relationship, a really good marriage, even their spouse is not responsible for all of their feelings. You know, right. it's not really the job of the spouse to take care of everything. The spouse is there for us, but can't take care of everything. So, you know, we take this anxiety we're feeling about our son. We take it to others who are our support system. And if we have that support, what happens is all these other moms, you know, are saying, oh, yeah, I'm going through that exact same thing. And through that support kind of support system or support group, uh, this couple years that are difficult years, we get through those. The mom gets through them. Um, and then comes out the other end and goes, Oh, wow. I'm so proud of this boy. You know, look at the man he is becoming and that's what we want. Yeah. And, and of course the overwhelming majority of moms since the beginning of time have gone through this experience. Yep. I think every single one has to some extent. Yeah. But every mom goes through it by herself, right? You can't really train for it. You just Mm -hmm. sort of do it and you kind of know ahead of time. All right. These are some things to be prepared for. I want to end with that thing you just said. Because we have talked before about how important it is for a boy to hear from an important man in his life, I'm proud of you. Mm. It's also important for a boy to hear from his mother, I'm so proud of the man that you are becoming, or I'm so proud of the man that you've become. Um, Talk a bit about how important the mother's blessing is or affirmation is in the life of a son and how that's maybe different than a dad's affirmation or blessing. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to circle back to that thing I started with to answer this question, which is that the mom always has to know the son is safe. You know, she still gets to protect this son. And so part of that to expand off of that is as she's seeing him develop and as she, she's still very bonded with him. They love each other. They're still doing a lot together as a family and all that. Um, But as she's conscious of this 
and of his individuation, she's, she actually can assess him in ways now that she couldn't when she was, let's say, um, more enmeshed or what you call smothering or just not conscious of the fact right. that he's separating from her and becoming his own man, let's say. Now she can assess it. And that's actually really good because she can now tell him the exact concrete things she's proud of in mm, him. Mm. Whereas before she probably just said, good job. You're awesome. You know, I unconditionally yeah, right. love you the way you are, which, which is great, of course. But there's a difference between love and respect mm-hmm. and and unconditional love and respect. Respect has to be earned. Unconditional love comes with the territory of being a parent. You're going to unconditionally love your child. But respect is earned. And um, and so I think as moms become get conscious of this and they're getting support through it and they go, okay, look, now he's 16. Uh, now you, I'll speak to him. Now you are 16 and I really like this, what you're doing. I love, I love that you went out and got a job. What a, mm-hmm. you know, you're really becoming a man. You're really becoming an independent man. And I, I think it's really good for her to use the man language because every yep. every adolescent boy wants to become a man, despite what our right. all our gender politics say. Every adolescent boy wants to become a man. So um so she should assess the positive there. And the good thing, and so she can bless the positive. And the good thing is she can also bless him by seeing the things, you know, those one or there's one or two things he is doing that are not respectable and that she doesn't respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that she shouldn't respect, you know, right. let's say. And so she points that out and say, you know, uh, you're driving, I'm making this up. You're driving at 70 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't respect that. And if, mm-hmm. you know, if you do that again, we're taking the car away. Right. You know, in other words, she still has those rights and she has the distance now to say, um, to deal with him at the level of respect too. And he wouldn't have really bought it four years ago when she kept saying, I love you. I love you. You're the best. Now I think he buys it more. So I think she Mm. could also bless him with a little bit of critique. That's different than what she could have done when he was 10. Yeah. Well, moms, I think we both feel for you. Uh, Both of us were, uh, you know, we've, we have spouses. My spouse had a son who, you know, went through those tough years of individuating and, uh, came out the other end, right? Has great respect for his mom, and mom is really proud of her son. But it was tough going for a while, and um, and it was tough going even for dad, you know. But just on a different level. And I think this is such a great question to be able to give mom some insight. You're normal. <laughs> this is normal, and uh, Michael has given you some really really good insights uh, into uh, how to navigate this. And um, I, I would recommend, again, if you're a mom of a boy, read Saving Our Sons. It's really important. Uh, and, of course, the minds of girls. is the mind of daughters. What minds is the minds of girls. Of girls. Minds yeah. of girls, yeah. Um, but for this topic, uh, it's an invaluable resource. Just Saving Our Sons. Everything you need to know about your son as he's growing up uh, is in that book. So, uh, Michael, thank you so much. This was really good stuff. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everyone. And thank thank that group down in California. I, I hope I'll be able to chat with more of you. Very good. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back with you next week for the Wonder Parenting Podcast. 
Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.